Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. This is Mr. Benja for Mr. Benja's ADD Experience. It's a thoughtful Thursday, and today I wanted to speak about being in control or not being in complete control as we think we are. It's a topic that a lot of creators probably think about or consider, but don't really put too much effort into breaking down or understanding. We live in a world that's got a lot going on. So as usual on Thursdays, I want to do a minute to sit back and just think about some things and consider what we're doing as creators, developers, artists, designers, or whatever flavor you may be coming from. So today I just wanted to talk about being in control because it's something I think that I may have been caught up with for a while. And I'm realizing the, the freedom, the joy of understanding that I am not in full control and understanding the benefit of getting along with a more chaotic world. And we'll get to that in a minute. I just want to thank everybody once again for showing up these past couple couple days, past couple weeks. These these daily or these daily podcasts that I've been doing, coming in on the weekdays at least, not on the weekends, have been have been beneficial. I want to keep doing them. A little Christian alcoholic. I'm not sure if that's a joke or not, but it made me smile. Thank you for being here. As creators, developers, designers, I know we get get into a lot of a lot of thoughts about trying to make things exactly how we want them to be, exactly how we envision them, and exactly how we hope for things to turn out. But that never really happens that way. And it causes a lot of people a lot of pain. And one thing I want to do with these Thoughtful Thursdays is start thinking on how we can create better and how we can be more in tune with the world that we're in and flow a little better in these crazy waters and in this tumultuous time that we're in. I know every generation says something like that, but it's something that needs to continually be said that we are in tumultuous times. We continue to get more connected, have more information, learn more, and have more to do, it seems. And to fight against that, we try to control everything. But that's really not possible. So years ago, I started taking a different route. And instead of trying to control everything, I started trying to work with, relate with, relate to, and become more connected with the world as opposed to trying to control it. So when we're creating something, we're trying to change the world or some aspect of it in a certain way that provides a certain result. It is an exercise of power and power is the ability to change the world in the way that you see fit. The more power you have, 
the more you can change the world to fit your vision. The less power you have, the less you can change it. And when we feel powerless, we don't feel we can change anything. So we start trying to control situations. We start trying to make things behave in very specific ways. And that may not always be possible or healthy. So when we're talking about creating and trying to control things, we're talking about creating in usually one of two flavors. We're talking about creating something new and different or creating something better and improved. For example, if you're in the fast food business, I like to use hamburgers as an example. If you're in a fast food business and everybody's making McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, then those are pretty much the new and improved. Everyone has their own improved kind of thing. Well, yes, we're, we're just a burger shop, but we're, we're new in this way. We're, we're improving on this. We're making it better. And it's like, okay, I get you. But then someone comes along and does something different, something not just new in terms of it's a improved experience, but new as in it's new and different. It's, it's a Taco Bell You're serving tacos now. Pretty much the same formula, but now we're doing something a little different. Then, of course, you can go way out the box and start creating hot dogs and you start creating uh, burrito stands. You start creating sushi joints. So you see what I'm getting at with these ide- this idea of on one end, you're trying to make something better and improve upon it. And on the other end, you're trying to make something new and different. Both of these are, are valid creative efforts. And we try to control the situation as best as we can. We try to put out our art, our music, our words, our influence. And we think we're in control. We, and we try to maintain this sense of control where the exact thing I do is going to cause this exact result. But when we start thinking too much like that, we get very frustrated. Because creation in general is frustrating because it can be frustrating if you look at it a certain way, because the more you try to get something to behave a certain way, the more it may actually fight against you. So here's this list of some things that we can't really control, yet we try to. We try to control the world. In general, we try to control our environments. If we mow the lawn, we try to make sure it looks a certain way. We try to control the food we eat. Always eat the, you know, just, I want this. And you try to cook it. Does it come out right? Well, maybe. So we're trying to control all these variables in the world. But then you have things such as maybe gophers are in your lawn. Maybe, maybe they ran out of bread at the, 
at the grocery store. So now you have to cook with something else. Maybe your dinner isn't going to have a bread, so you substitute rice. Well, now rice makes it a different kind of dinner. So you want to include some different types of vegetables, maybe. And these are just simple ways in the world not being under our control. But that's okay. You can relax. Because you shouldn't expect the world to be under your control. You also can't control others. This is a big one. We end up in situations where we can try to control other people. Pretty early on, you should learn that this is impossible. Nevertheless, we still try to do it. We try to control our friends, our mates, our loved ones, our spouses, our children, family members, people we don't know. And people are going to do whatever they're going to do. They have an extreme propensity to not be under your control. Social networks try to control us in certain ways. And, you know, they're more, a lot more powerful. They're billion-dollar industries that try to control us. But even they have fallen to the whims of people. So you can't try to control others. I mean, you can, but be wary of trying to do that. You especially can't control the next thing, which is opinions, people's thoughts. Trying to control someone's reasoning, the way they see things, how they think, what goes through their minds is difficult. People are coming from their own set of experiences. Their internal organs are causing them to sense the world in a completely different way than you. They've had different training. They've had different knowledge. They've basically grown up with a different set of thoughts. And because of that, you can't hope to control what they think when you give them thoughts or try to train them a certain way. For all intents and purposes, it is impossible to control others' thoughts and opinions. We also can't control what happened in the past. Over time, you'll start to look back at things and for some reason, we linger on things that have happened in the past as if we could change them. And sometimes we may even try to change the way people see things or we change our activities in the present or we change the way we think all in order to try to change what actually was in the past. But that can't be changed. You can only work on what's happening now. Certainly can't change physics. Well, to a certain degree. I mean, suppose anything can be changed a little bit, but you can't control physics. We can work with it, can't control it. And last but not least, Contrary to popular belief, you probably don't have full control over yourself. 
You don't know where a lot of the thoughts that you have came from. You don't know how much was nurture. You don't know how much was nature. How much was built into your DNA that you have control over? How much was built into what you ate in the past couple months that's controlling you? That sounds far-fetched. Think of a think of a caffeine addiction. How are your thoughts and behaviors controlled by your caffeine addiction? Are you truly in control? Think about your senses. If you're particularly sensitive to light, can you control completely how well you sleep? If you don't have, say, blackout curtains or someone turns on a TV, maybe you hear that little that little high-pitched whine when you turn on a TV. How in control are you? Of course, you do have choices that you can make. I'm, I'm always, I'm a proponent of having your own choices and doing whatever you can. And I think we have far more control than we give ourselves credit for. But 100% complete control? I'm not sure we even want that. Biology professor in, in high school once asked us, would you want complete control of your heartbeat? That's an interesting proposition. Would you want complete control of your cardiovascular system or your internal functions? Maybe it's better that we don't. But it gets into the idea of if we aren't in control and we don't have complete mastery of all our facilities or anything that we're doing or that anyone else is doing or that's going on in the world or physics or people's thoughts or opinions, et cetera, et cetera, then what are we doing when we're creating? We're trying to do the best that we can with what we have. And that's what we all should be doing. And I think we can do a better job of doing the best that we can with all that we have. And I think we can actually exert the most control by admitting to ourselves that we aren't in complete control. Admitting to ourselves that we're not going to play the perfect game of chess. We may have a headache that day. We may be a little sleepy. They may be particularly on their game. We may not play the perfect game of poker for whatever reason. We have to take a time to take the time to understand a key fact, and that is as much as the world goes around, as much as the world is doing, as much as we try to influence control, we're along for a ride. The world's going to keep going whether or not we're acting on it or not. Our kids are going to keep doing whatever they want. Your neighbors are going to do whatever they want. The neighbor's dog is going to do whatever it wants. So with all these energies flying around, with all these energies going to and fro throughout the earth, what can you do? 
You can ride the wave. You can harness these energies. You can learn how to get into flow states. You can align yourself with good energies that take you in a positive direction and avoid energies that harm you or take you in a negative direction. This is necessary. This is very important because in this world, I think a lot of people have become extremely upset with this idea that they have no stake. They can't exist with things on their terms. And I think those are concepts that we need to relinquish control of. And as I like to go back to the example of water or sailing. If you've got to get across a river or sail down a stream, across an ocean if you're, if you're at that level, regardless of what you do, you still have to deal with the elements. The water may be going one way, pushing you. You may have to exert more force to get to where you need to be. Storms may arise. It may be completely clear sailing and there's no wind for your sails. There may be other people in the water with you that are blocking your path. There may be animals in the water that you don't want to disturb. You can't control the water. So don't try to control it. Try to align your own energies, your own facilities with the world that you have and the world that's given to you. So I don't like the common phrase, just let go. That means you're bobbing up and down on the water, just getting pushed around by the waves. Somebody may come harpoon you if you're just floating around in the water. I don't think you want that. I do think you want to become a more capable swimmer and work with what you have. And from far away, other people might see us and think that we are actually in control of what we're doing. Other people might see us traversing these waters and say, wow, that person is in complete control. Rather, they've probably just gotten to an understanding with their environment and with their facilities, with their abilities, with their knowledge, and they're flowing with the water. Like many hunters will tell you, they respect nature. They respect the way the world moves. And I think being so far away from nature and connecting through these devices, connecting through the internet and all this technology, I think we may have gotten to a place where we started to separate ourselves from nature and feel that it's an either or situation, either you're in control or you're not. Rather, it's working in conjunction with nature and the world as is. And when I say nature, I don't just mean forest and trees and waters and cliffs and marshes and snow banks. I'm referring to just the natural nature and order of the world. 
people coming together, building things, evolving, trying things out, communicating, understanding each other, building spiritual enclaves, just living. And within all this living, we have to keep creating. So I don't want to say let go. But I do want to say don't give up. And become accepting of the winds and the tides and the flow of life as it is. Something's going in your direction, good. Something's not going in your direction, good. Energy that's flowing and you're recognizing it. And you're flowing with it, hopefully, as to the best of your ability. And this is interesting for me coming from a programmer's point of view. Even as a programmer, it's always hoped that you could understand the code, the machines, the bits, the mathematics of everything just well enough to where it's perfect. But what is math and what is engineering if not applied to a chaotic world? It's just theory. And even in those theories, there are arguments, right? Discussions, debates. But you can take your perfect model, your perfect, perfectly programmed system, and somehow it still could come up buggy. Maybe the chip that you're working on doesn't have enough cycles to keep up with your, your computations. Maybe there are hiccups in the programming because of the, the physical data being stored to a hard drive or transmitted across the internet. We can simulate as much as we want, but all these, all these thoughts and ideas still have to come through the filter of the real world. And competing ideas, competing energies, competing thoughts. And hopefully this actually makes you feel better about creating to know that not everything is perfect or there's a perfect imperfection. I should probably do a complete podcast on that. So instead of saying, I want to control things, maybe we can start switching to more of a alignment, a navigation. I, I want to navigate this world better. I want to navigate my family situations better. I'd like to navigate my consumption of food better. I'd like to navigate my painting better. It's funny, as an example, I had been trying to, I had been trying to develop a painting process that worked for me. And I thought that I had it down where I would collage different works together and then I'd paint on top of the collage. And then after I paint on top of the collage, I would finish it with a varnish and I was working towards a certain aesthetic that I had in mind, or at least I thought I had in mind. But then very early on, I realized things started to change. I didn't have access to certain materials. So I couldn't play out this vision in my head as easily as I wanted to. I couldn't get all the magazines for collaging that I needed. And then once I did have enough magazines or the right magazines, so I thought, I realized that different magazines had different types of ink in them. And you would have 
ink seeping through the paint or ink spreading in different ways that I didn't expect or ink changing color after being collaged. I had to try out different polymers, different varnishes, different mediums, different paint types. It actually took quite a while. And this is just to get the, the paper and the collage, the collage paper and the canvas and the paint to work together. And then at one point in my process, one of the people I bought the polymer from, it stopped getting stocked on shelves. So now I had a choice. Do I go order it online at a much higher price because it's starting, they're starting to discontinue it? Or do I find a replacement, which would mean much more experimenting? I thought I was in control, but I didn't control the supply chain, apparently. So I had to ride with it. And I learned and got better. And then, did people like what I was going to be painting? They may have thought it was interesting. They may have really enjoyed it, or they may have hated it. I couldn't control that. Some people were confused as to why I was doing this type of collage, because at certain angles you could see the, the imperfections from the paper and the canvas interacting. You could see little lines going through the, the art. I thought it was a great aesthetic. Some people thought it was not so great. So what do you do in those situations? I'm in control, right? But I didn't even know that this was an option that one person could like it one way and I wanted it another way. I didn't even, things, were, things I didn't even consider. I thought I was in control, but I didn't have the full knowledge. So I couldn't have been in control because I was just doing something relatively random but then someone made a distinction and suddenly it's no longer random. So maybe I should add that one to the list, being in control of things you don't see or understand at the moment. It's impossible. I couldn't have known how the waters would feel from the, from the outset of the journey to a journey that's five days in. The feel is completely different. Do I have the resources to keep going? Do I have places to put these paintings? Do I have enough marketing savvy to get these paintings out there? Supposedly, all this is in my control. But the number of variables gets far too large, far too quickly for me to, for me to have considered that. But I took solace in the fact that I was doing what I could with what I was given. And it really calmed me down as a developer, going from a computerized medium where you're assuming everything is going to behave a certain way to a physical medium that shows you that not everything is going to play out the way you expect. For all of my software artists, you definitely know that even in a computerized system, things are going to turn out differently than you expect. The better you get at it, the more in depth you go, the more you start to realize that even though it's computerized and even though it's supposed to give you an exact result every time, the more you understand it, the more you will see that 
no, it's not perfect. And then once you start getting it perfected, they're probably going to move on to a different version. But that's okay. This is how things flow. And this flow is good. And that's the point. As you grow, as you develop, keep doing good things. And by good, I said before, it's things that you think will take you in a direction that you want actually want to go. Pushing farther, pushing away from things that are taking control of you and learning how to use what control you have to flow and align with the energies around you. Sometimes you have to swim against the current, but you understand what you're doing. You know that the current exists. I don't know if you've ever seen surfers when they're going out into the surf, how they can duck down and sometimes go underneath the wave instead of over it. They learn how to work with the energy. People who fly, they have to learn how to work with the wind, the weather, the sun, the cold, the lack of oxygen or abundance of oxygen, depending on how high you're flying. A lot of different concerns. So as digital as we become, let us not forget that we're in a physical world that has a lot of, a lot of variables. And let's learn to enjoy it as we create the new world that, that we're building at every second, every day, every minute. And as we get better, as we improve on our, on our creative abilities, on the things that we design, start getting more comfortable with this idea of going with the flow, of working with the people around us, of collaborating and going towards better results instead of something so controlling and domineering. And for those of you who know me, who've worked with me, I assume I have, I have seemed controlling and domineering at some point. And I too still have a lot to learn. But I understand that I feel much better when I've learned to take my powerful energies and still apply them, not lessen my energy. I never want to lessen my energy. That's what I'm learning now. Not lessen, but organize, focus, attend to, disperse, and allow my energy to flow so much better. And when done properly, it has a cumulative effect where it stacks on top of itself. It folds back into itself. It starts to flow even better. And people start to pull their negative energies away from me, and other people start to add their positive energies to mine. And at some point, you will become a force of nature. That's going to do it for this one. Thank you all for joining in. Thank you all for listening. Please share, like, subscribe, comment, and let me know what you think. I do appreciate your feedback. You can catch me on YouTube, and you can catch me on the podcast streams on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Reviews and et cetera are appreciated. Now, if you're wondering, today's shirt, if you're catching this live, today's shirt comes from the 8-Bit Cubist. It's the Quake shirt. I actually took this pattern from a, 
a quake that was on the U.S. government website, the, the U.S. government's geological survey site. So this is an actual quake pattern that they used. And I turned it into a shirt. So we'll be having more of these coming at you at later dates. Once again, thank you all. This is Mr. Benja from Mr. Benja's ADD Experience. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit MrBenja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.